0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. Today we have returning for the second time, Stacy Taron, a really good friend of mine, great woman in leadership. So welcome Stacy.
1: Hey Sarah, thanks so much for having me back. This is very exciting. I feel very honoured to get to do this podcast with you today.
0: Love that you are dancing on FaceTime. No one can see that. <laughs> no but one else
1: can see me. <laughs> it's
0: so great. <laughs> I should definitely be screen recording this for Instagram. Anyway, we've heard your testimony in your last episode, but what have you been up to since then?
1: So I moved back from America um, in 2018 and I think that was the year that you and I did that first podcast recording. But So there's been a lot that's happened in two years. I feel like a lot has happened in my life but probably the most exciting thing that I will mention is I have recently started my own training and development ministry business. So it's aimed at equipping the leaders of tomorrow so emerging leaders teaching them about leadership and communication and theology Um, so that's called verb so that launched just a couple of weeks ago so i'm super excited about that in the throes of writing curriculum and kind of marketing it and all that so i'm excited i feel like it's definitely the road and the path that god has led me on to where i am right now so we'll see what happens
0: That's so amazing. I love that you're doing that. I will definitely link that at some point on social medias because I think it's so fun what you're doing. What are three go-to essentials during COVID-19 that you are loving?
1: Three go-to's during COVID. Essential number one is my dog. She has been an all time essential for my sanity and, and I was going to say human interaction, but it's not. But I swear she thinks she's a human, and so do I. <laughs> you should hear the way I talk to her. I'd be very mortified if anybody knew how I talk to her. So, my dog is essential number one. Essential number two is my green, my Thai green curry recipe. It has mm. kept me going. It is amazing. I have it about once a week, and I'm just so good at cooking it now. I don't even need the recipe. So, that is essential number two. Uh, essential number three and finally would be my new sport slash hobby being rock climbing so that's been good because i've been able to get out and actually do that in nature Um, obviously it's all safe and stuff but that has been my go-to hobby for covid
0: that is actually the coolest thing i think i've seen you do i'm like wow stacy's really actually rock climbing this wall
1: (laughs) why thanks i think it's pretty cool as well because i'm so terrified of heights so i'm literally training myself not to be fearful so it's been a cool adventure What topic are you going to share with us today? Uh, today I'm talking about the basics of leadership and this is one of the short courses that I offer in Verb. so I'm I'm in the process of just kind of learning more about it and writing curriculum around it but I think for a lot of us when we hear the word leadership we just think of CEOs in the business world or church pastors, but we don't really recognize that we are all leaders Mm because leadership is influence. So I want to talk about leadership in a really basic way that can be grasped by the single mom, stay-at-home mom, by the CEO or someone who's studying at uni or the 18-year-old or the 80-year-old. I want to talk about it in a way that applies to all of us.
0: Why do you think it's important in today's society for us to realize that we're all leaders?
1: Um, it's important because we all have a a certain sphere of influence. So we all need to recognize how to maximize that sphere of influence and how to make the most of any environment, any situation, any job, um, any season that we're handed in life. And I truly think the way that we're able to maximize those seasons and those environments is by this thing we call leadership. I think we need to expand our mind around what the word leader means Each and every one of us, we need to consider ourselves leaders because we have some level of influence. I don't know who said it. My um, Bible college lecturer would have a go at me for not remembering and not quoting this person, but somebody said leadership is moving people onto God's agenda. And I think that's so true. It's not my agenda and I'm using or manipulating people to do my agenda. It's no, I'm moving people onto God's agenda, whether it's God's agenda for them, God's agenda for their family, God's agenda for a ministry, God's agenda for a workplace. I, through leadership, get to help move people on towards God's agenda. So I think that's why it's important we talk about it today because God does have an agenda. He has an agenda. He has a plan. He has a will. He has his kingdom that he wants to see um, in the earth. And so we get to align ourselves and partner ourselves with him um, and do that by this thing called leadership. So it's very important that we talk about it.
0: Amazing. Okay, let's dive right in. What are the three points that you're going to share with us?
1: So the three points of leadership, just on the most basic level, um, number one is if we're all going to be leaders, we need to learn how to identify potential. So for you, Sarah, even as you're leading archer in your family or in whatever ministry context you find yourself, I'd say to you the first thing that you need to do, Sarah, is to identify potential in others, in others around you. Um, You know, we see this all throughout Scripture. We see that Samuel identified David. We see Paul identifies Timothy. Uh, we see obviously Jesus identifies 12 disciples. Now what are they doing in these moments? They're they're seeking and seeing the God-given potential that's mm. within people around them. So they've first got to have eyes open to see it. Like, why did Paul choose Timothy and not David down the road? No, he chose Timothy because he recognized potential on the inside of Timothy. Mm. So we have to be people who also recognize and see. The potential within people now that could be kids in your classroom if you're a teacher you recognize the god-given potential that's in them or if you're a mom you recognize the god-given potential for leadership that's in your kids or if you're a ministry leader or a business owner, you recognize that leadership potential that's in your team members. We've got to have eyes uh, to see the leadership potential in other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. We've got to identify that leadership potential, identify the goal that's within people. But then number two, we need to then give responsibility. Now, this is the hardest part, Sarah, that we all struggle with. I mean, we all, it's very easy to see the leadership potential in others. The hard part then is to actually give them real responsibility. It's easy to be like, oh, he's amazing. She's amazing. She's going to change the world. He's built for more, blah, blah, blah. But the hard part is to actually then go and give them real tangible responsibility. Now, what I mean by that is that we delegate to them authority. We don't delegate tasks and say, hey, can you please do this? We delegate authority, meaning we give them the authority to make decisions and to make decisions that really matter. So there's a difference between saying to someone, say you have a small group in your house and you recognize this leadership potential in one of the other girls in your small group. It's a difference between saying, hey, um, Sophie, can you please set the room up like this when you come early to set up for a small group and you lay it out, but, 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 this is how you got to set it up. It's different. It's not doing that. It's saying, Sophie, I believe that you are a creative genius, that God has put gifts and talents in you for hospitality. I would love for you to create an environment in this building or in this room that's going to facilitate our small group. Go and do it. Do whatever is in your heart to do. See, the difference is not you delegating tasks. It's you delegating authority and giving her the opportunity to rise to the occasion that way you're not micromanaging her as she does the task that you want it to do, but instead you release her to do what she has, has God-given talents to do, and then she rises to the occasion and grows as a leader. So point number two, we give responsibility, but we, we do that by delegating authority, not just tasks. Uh, and then the third and final, which is so important, which is easily forgotten because it's awkward, The third thing about leadership and the basics of leadership is then we must provide feedback. Mm. Now, this makes us feel so uncomfortable to even talk about it. But think about an Olympic swimmer or a great musician or a pro golf player. Think about all these people. If they never had feedback from a coach or a mentor, they would never be as good as they are at their craft. And it's the same with us. When we are delegating authority to people, we then need to provide them feedback on the back end to show them how they could have done better or how they could have risen uh, to a greater level in within that, that delegated authority. Cause if we don't give feedback and we just say, Oh, she wasn't any good at setting up the room. It, it, she could have done this and this differently, but we don't tell her that then we're actually not doing a good, uh, a good service to her cause we're not giving her opportunity to grow. So instead of stepping into an awkward conversation, we just scratch your name off the leaders list and say, I'll pick someone else. But that's not how anybody in the Bible raised up a leader. They raise up a leader through constant discipleship and constant feedback. So that's what we must give to these people who we identify potential in, in order to give them the opportunity to grow. So In summary, Leadership 101, we've got to identify potential in people, got to see the God-given potential of a a leader on the inside of them. But then we've got to give them real responsibility That to the point if they didn't do it, uh, then something's not going to be done and we're going to feel the strain and the burden of that. But then on the back end we must provide feedback and give them the opportunity to continue to grow and rise to the challenge. So um, basics of leadership right there, Sarah. I'm sorry I didn't let you ask anything or say anything, but I had to get it all out because those three are literally the pillars of leadership. I don't I can't think of anything else that is more of a pillar than those three things of leadership right there.
0: In terms of what's hard during those pillar times, what actually inspires you to keep going when you're struggling yourself?
1: We're talking about humans and mm-hmm. humans are messy. So it's not like we're going to go one, two, three and it's like perfectly finished. We've when all A to point B, to see yeah. that like, yeah, that leadership. Oh, I lost you. Hello. What the heck? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it Did you just hear lost it because we were... of Michael's Bluetooth in the car? Oh, that Because I, I was talking to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was this- like, why can I hear Michael? Is this a three-way conversation?
0: <laughs> no, it's so annoying. Whenever our car turns on, it's always the other person's phone that connects. It's in the house. Anyway. Oh, how
1: annoying. So I'll
0: often be like, just like, side in the car to go somewhere. And I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, no, you're on the phone to Michael. He'll be back soon when I leave. <laughs> oh, shame. Well, why don't <laughs> we go? so
1: fun. We'll go right? the I'll same question. question.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, Take two. <laughs> In terms of what's hard during those pillar times, what actually inspires you to keep going when you're struggling yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think we have to remind ourselves that leadership is hard because it's dealing with people and people are messy and people are hard. So I think we've got to recognize, okay, this is going to be a hard process that I walk through, but not doing this is actually harder, not in the short term, but in the long term, not developing and raising leaders is, is a hard thing. Um, because you end up with no one that you're building up, no one to take on the ministry that you've built, no one to carry the family name that that you've really built to a place where you're so proud of and they literally possess your DNA. So I think not doing leadership development is harder uh, in the long term. And, yes, it's difficult in the short term. So we just have to embrace that it is going to be hard and messy, but it is going to be so worth it because we're going to be raising and building kids who carry the mantle of leaders in the world. We're going to be building teams um, that can go far beyond anything that we ever could on our own. So I think we've got to see that the rewards of leadership development are so worth how hard it is in the process with individuals because it is hard. Um, But I think you just got to keep pushing on and seeing the rewards, seeing the the fruit of your labour in the future.
0: Any final words of encouragement for our listeners?
1: You can do it. I know it sounds so like generic, but anybody can do this, Sarah. Like You don't mm-hmm. have to have the gifting, the spiritual gift of a leader or be really well-spoken or even well-liked or popular or this great reputation. Anybody can be a leader in whatever situation they find themselves in. Um, so I want to encourage every listener, find those people around you, even if it's your kids or kids in the classroom you teach or people in the ministry that you're in or fellow co-workers whatever and just start speaking out that 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 identity of a leader that you see on the inside of them and watch this process just naturally happen as you begin to build and raise and develop leaders around you and it will be so worth it because like I started out by saying this is how the kingdom of God expands in the world is when we all tap in and engage as leaders and see our influence be used for good in the world around us so everyone can do it we just need to tell ourselves we can do it it's hard but every single person can engage in leadership development
0: that's so good thank you so much for joining us stacy thanks for having me i look forward to the next one with you Sarah. it's so fun you always have so much wisdom she's dancing again guys just so you'll know to say goodbye (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's episode. I don't know about you, but I always leave feeling challenged, inspired, and encouraged to continue seeking a deeper relationship with Jesus. For notifications on future episodes, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.